0: realize your worth is not just in your work. Mm -hmm. You are a human being. You are an image bearer of God. You're made in the Imago day, and even the Lord rested on the seventh day.
1: Welcome to the Know Why podcast. I'm your host, Liberty McCarter. For many of us, it's not enough to know what people say about life's most important questions. We also want to know why. Each week, Know Why tackles tough questions on topics ranging from spirituality to current events. While we approach these issues from a Christian perspective, we discuss diverse opinions and ultimately dive into what the research says. Are you ready to know why? Let's get started. Welcome to the Know Why podcast. I'm your host, Liberty McCarter, and we are continuing our interview with Peyton Luke. I always like to um, point it back to research or data, or you know something. Right now, I actually want to point it back to the Bible because we've talked mm-hmm. so much about faith, and I think a lot of people um, don't have a, an accurate perception of what the Bible contains. There's so much wisdom um, in it, and encouragement, and that positive self-talk that you were talking about is so critical. And I mean, you can look this up on any, you know mental health, you know, resource or website, like the words that you speak to yourself are become reality really. So like, um, in terms of just equipping you to be able to like, how are you going to do something? Like you said, are you telling yourself anxious thoughts before you give a talk or something like that? Or are you going to encourage yourself? Um, and so, This is actually from the Bible, from the book of Philippians. Whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent. Think about those things. So that is just some ancient wisdom for you that basically says the same thing. When you get all that negativity that is bombarding your mind, you can be like, no, I'm going to put positivity into my mind. Think about good things, including good things about myself. Um, So, yeah, I just.
0: Yeah. Another one I love that's also from Philippians being anxious for nothing yeah it's about nothing but in everything with prayer and supplication mm-hmm. present your request to the lord and the peace of god which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind in christ jesus yeah so good so i feel like those thoughts and that was a verse that i would return to so much in those times and even another time when paul's like you know we're going to be struck down but not destroyed, mm-hmm. you know, we can rise above it. And I truly believe it's surrendering it to the Lord and having that humility. And another one that was one of my favorites, and I had this on my dorm room wall, was Micah 6, 8 of act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're going to do your job with with justice, but treat people with mercy like have a loving spirit about you, have a tenderness. Another quote I love is, especially women, but men can have this too, be steel wrapped in velvet. Mm
1: -hmm. So on the
0: outside, you know, have a tenderness, have a sweetness, but inside, guess what? That's not weakness, like that is strength. Mm -hmm. That's coming from a place of strength. Yeah. So that's what I love about that quote, but then also walk humbly with your God. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, None of this is about you. Mm-hmm. You are the Lord's vessel. You are his steward, and he is giving you an opportunity, and you would be nowhere without him. So if you have these opportunities, you know, return it to him.
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome. And I want to go back to something you said from one of those verses, struck down but not destroyed, because that's one of the things I want to talk to you too. Um, people might be thinking, okay, that's all well and good, but um, what if you fail? What if mm. you do— You know, that speech flops or that project you're working on for school doesn't go so well or you don't get the job that you're trying to get or, you know, and this is relevant for a lot of people because following the pandemic, uh, many were laid off or people that were just entering the workforce weren't able to save as much money. They experienced setbacks both academically and professionally because all of this was changing early on. It's very unstable. And so if adulthood isn't panning out the way people thought or they're not doing as well as they thought they would, then what? Sure. Well, then I'll tell you one of my big fail stories,
0: quote unquote fail stories. Um, and, And one of the other quotes that I like just to start it off as you fail forward. Mm, So just because you fail doesn't mean you stop. You learn from that experience. As my grandfather would say, you get back on the horse Mm -hmm. and you keep going. But one of my stories where I, I know this so personally was I ran for student body president my sophomore year. I was in office my junior year. And I was the incumbent And I ended up not winning for the second term. Mm. So that is kind of, I did experience some public humiliation and what some people would say is fail. Now, there were a lot of things that were happening behind the scene. It all goes back to, you know, misunderstanding and, you know, not fully communicating. And like, that's when Instagram was a little newer. So everyone was on there, but I was like, not always posting or saying everything mm-hmm. I was doing, and so people don't always know. Because I was like, "Oh, well, you know, they know my heart and intention." So I have definitely learned now: mass communication is powerful yeah. and important, and you have to don't do that. Don't assume people don't know assume people know you, and understand. Yeah. And while character is so important, and they should trust your character, people don't. People are taught to be skeptics, especially mm-hmm. nowadays. Especially if people in power and in positions. Um, but anyway, yeah, I didn't win. And I, I want to go back to kind of the, the why, too. I felt when people were approaching me, they were like, Peyton, you've been my favorite president. I'm a senior here. I've seen, you know, four of them. You've been my favorite. Are you going to run again? You should run again. Or some administration of like, hey, we've loved working with you. Things are going so well. You should, you should consider running again. Mm-hmm. Or there were some things that I had done that wouldn't be seen until the next term. Mm -hmm. So even though I'd been working on them the whole time, it took time. And so they wouldn't be seen. And so everyone would assume it was from the next president. Well, even though I had a check in my spirit and I felt like I was maybe done and for senior year, I ended up doing it kind of because I felt like people wanted me to. Hmm. Not because... I had a strong inclination. It was very different than the first time. First time, I was like, go get it. I also announced like super late. I was still on the fence. If it was something I really, really wanted or not, I was so torn, so torn. And I was, again, doing it not just to people please, but I was like, you know, there probably still some fuel left in me. I could still do some things. I could see some of these projects out to completion oh, why not? It'll be good. And that's one of those moments that did feel like kind of a public humiliation moment. And I had to pick myself back up, still go back to school the next year as a senior. But guess what? One, I learned, if there's a check in your spirit and you don't feel the Lord telling you to do it, don't do it. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter how good it looks or how much logical sense it always makes. There's a check like, you got to return to the quiet place and know what the Lord is telling you, not just listening to the masses. And second, I had a fantastic senior year. Mm -hmm. Senior year was one of my favorites and best. I still had the connections. I still had, you know, the friends. Like there was still some awkwardness with some stuff, and there were some things where you felt a little bit betrayed, like people that had been your friends before, and then they were just gone out of your life because you were no longer Mm. the president. And that was very sad and unfortunate, but then I also saw who my true friends were and who wasn't maybe just using me or going along my coattails. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of changed that, but honestly, it was one of the best times. And I looked at it and I was like, you know what? I was glad I wasn't because I was able to focus on graduating summa cum laude, enjoy the time with my lifelong friends that we would never even be living in the same state together again and just preparing for professional life and all the exciting things that were to come. So for me, it actually worked out. And I like to say that it really was a blessing in disguise from the Lord.
1: So when things don't work out the way you think, well, lesson number one, um, don't do something just because somebody else is pressuring you to do it. If it's Mm -hmm. not right for you, you need to listen to that inner voice. And if it doesn't go the way that you would like or think it should, don't give up. I fail. Don't stop. Keep going.
0: Fail forward, fail forward. There's going to be something better. The Lord, you know, and good can be the enemy of best. My Mm. father used to tell me that good can be the enemy of best. So having the second term could have been good, but it likely wasn't what was best for me. And so, you know what the Lord, in some ways, who knows what he was saving me from.
1: Yeah. And you know, there's another verse too, since we've talked about so many verses that I think apply to anybody. Um, the you know God says I know the plans I have for Amen. you plans to prosper you and not harm you to give you a future and a hope and so that doesn't mean we won't have some fails along the way some jobs and positions that we don't you know we don't get that we apply for or some struggles I know I've been there um, but there's still a plan and there's still stuff for us to pursue so um, I just want to kind of talk about one more thing um, a couple of years ago the Atlantic had an article on the religion of workism. And so we discussed that in a previous episode that you can go back and listen to. But in short, workism isn't healthy and it doesn't lead to the kind of personal fulfillment that people think it will. But um, according to Pew Research Center, Gen Z prioritizes um, having a job that they enjoy above even things like being kind, helping other people or getting married. And so this idea of really work and your work being the main thing and the big thing that brings you happiness and fulfillment and that you're going for in life above anything else that is very popular. Um, but that, you know, that it imbalances the idea of a work life balance because it becomes all about work. So can you talk about that? Can, you know, can you have a healthy balance and still have a good work ethic and not fall prey to workism?
0: I can definitely speak to this because I am a recovering workaholic. (laughs) And, you know, some of my friends might say that, you know, I'm not entirely recovered, but, you know, you know, I'm much, much better than I used to be. You are. (laughs) And, you know, there is also like a difference in also ambition. And sometimes you have to look at that too. It's like, what is your friend's goal? And what is their ambition level too? Because things might look really tiring to you, but for them, that's what drives them like, they can go all out with that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to look at that too, not just tell someone, you know, you're working too hard. Or
1: if you don't have the same ambition as yeah. somebody, don't feel pressured to do what they're mm-hmm. doing because like we said earlier, it might not be right for you and yeah. that's okay too. Yeah, Just a exactly. yeah, little interjection. Exactly. And I was talking about
0: the research in general and just former generations in the American dream. I want to take it back just a little bit. Yeah. So my... um. Great-grandparents were German immigrants, and so they came over to the States, and so what was it? It was, you know, work hard, prove yourself in society, and there was also still at the time, understandably, some discrimination on the Germans because it was in between the wars. Uh. So, coming out of that, they didn't even teach the grandkids German. They wanted them to assimilate into society, all the things. Work hard, prove yourself, achieve the American dream. Um. Their kids and all then went on, like my grandfather and all. He had a gas station, and my grandmother had her was a florist. She had her own floral business in town. So they were very hard workers, and mm-hmm. the grandparents still had, you know, the chickens and the cattle and all the things. Yeah. My father was the first to go to college, and at that he went to the Naval Academy. But he never knew a time that wasn't work. Hmm. There was no, like— Encouragement just to like, oh, just hang out. Now the family did on Sundays, but that's different. He was always going to be at work at the gas station, at the florist, yes, putting flower arrangements together mm-hmm. or helping the grandparents with the cattle. He still tells a story. He's coming home from the Naval Academy. It's Christmas break, and literally one of the cows is like stuck outside in the snow. And so immediately barely puts his bags down, and he and one of his brothers heads outside to get the cow unstuck mm-hmm. and things like that. It so never stopped. It never stopped. And um my my mother, it was it was really interesting too. And my, my grandmother was one of those just amazing. I would say it's almost like a pioneer woman, but I know it's not that far mm-hmm. back. But she's like, she was she was stoic, a woman of few words. My grandfather was, you know, um a naval aviator, so he was also gone a lot. But she would literally go out at dark 30, take care of the horses, take care of the farm, come back in, make the breakfast of eggs, bacon, all the things, get the kids up, get them dressed. She was also a school teacher. She would get the kids ready and still have her lessons prepared and still get to school every single day. Wow. And she would do that without my grandfather in town most Mm -hmm. of the time. Wow. So I come from a generation of, hard workers. And guess what? There's not much sympathy if you're doing something. I learned from a young age, you don't tell my dad you're bored Mm -hmm. because he will (laughs) give you something to do, which to an extent created a good work ethic in us, which is good, but it almost capitalized on the busy aspect. Mm. Like you feel guilty if you're not busy. Yeah. Like how dare you be doing something leisurely or just hanging out?
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of um, like I was looking at some of the studies, like that's the thing today. the most ex- successful people are the ones who spend the most hours at the office. People don't want to be seen as not working as much as somebody else.
0: Yeah, it's totally a guilt trip. I've, I feel guilty. I'll even say like two days ago, I, I was out of the office sick and I was working from home, but I felt guilty for not being there. And the fact of taking care of myself and doing that, I had a hard time mentally letting myself, because it's like people aren't seeing you there. People Mm -hmm. are thinking you're not working. And again, it goes back to being so concerned about what other people perceive, even though you're doing the work and the emails or whatever. But workaholism, I think, goes back to kind of the earlier generations of America. A lot of them were immigrants coming over here. Work hard, prove yourself, find your place in society, because There were the opportunities. You didn't have to be born a lord or a lady. It's like you can make something of yourself. So Mm -hmm. go get it and work hard. And so many of them, it's like they wanted to just out of the passion of it. My um, sister-in-law is Romanian, and she tells the story of how her parents came from, you know, at the time, coming out of communism in Romania and came over here. And she loves it because she's like, I want to work hard because I also want to be thankful for the opportunities that I have here. Mm -hmm. And I think there's just this drive and the spirit in the American culture to work hard and climb as hard as you can climb because,
1: you know, you have all the opportunities. Mm -hmm. But then how do you, you know, if you're not able to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. and you, um, you know, don't have that, you don't have time for that community. Like we talked about earlier in the episode where it's like, when you are struggling, you haven't invested in those relationships Mm -hmm. to where you have somebody who can encourage you. Now that's not healthy either. So what are some ways that you have kind of come to a more healthy balance in your own life while still having a good work ethic? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say you have to set down the phone
0: if that's where the majority of emails and calls and texts are hmm. at some point you have to put it away
1: that's also relevant.
0: i know most of us think our mothers would get on us for this but it, it's still so true And our pe teachers exercise is important mm-hmm. because if you aren't energizing yourself keeping yourself in good condition you're not going to have the energy and the stamina to keep going um But also it's like taking time. Guess what? Resting and spending time with friends, investing in relationships is one of the most important things you can do. And you don't have to be running yourself ragged and getting no sleep. That's what I did in college. Mm -hmm. I just wouldn't sleep. I would invest in my friends. I would invest in school. I would invest in my leadership experiences. But I was hardly sleeping. Well, you know, you can't do that forever. Mm -mm. Um, So it actually leads to less productivity over time. Yes. There are studies about that. Exactly. Exactly. So I would say you have to take time for your friends, for your community, and realize your worth is not just in your work. Mm -hmm. You are a human being. You are an image bearer of God. You're made in the Imago day, and even the Lord rested on the seventh day. So it is okay to rest. It is okay to enjoy his creation, Mm -hmm. enjoy the beauty around you, enjoy the health he's giving you or the opportunities he's given you or just loving on and investing in someone that's in your life or bringing that joy to them and like giving to them. There's so much more to life than just the quote unquote work and racing to the top because it is not worth it. I was on that train and I- ended up not one going to New York City and Mm I didn't move away to go to law school. You know, I was going to focus on something nearby because at the end of the day, I was like, you know, I've been chasing this so long and I feel like it's not right. And why do I feel grieved and torn? It's finally a time to settle and like be near people that I love and a community that I love and just invest and put the roots down.
1: I love that. And that's something that our generations are also dealing with because we have such a mobile society now. There used to be communities where generations would live and work and invest and go to church and have those friendships um, and coworkers. And so when bad times came, they had a whole community to rally around them. And so that's an encouragement as well. And I love that you said that. You made a choice to not pursue something because you wanted to stay. And you're still like, look at all the opportunities that opened up and now you're loving what you do, but you decided to stay where there was community. And so you can put down roots wherever you are and really invest. But um, that's all the time we've got. But Peyton, you've shared so many nuggets of wisdom. And for people listening, I hope that you have learned something as well or received encouragement to prioritize your mental health the life outside of work um, so that you can while you're at work or at school or whatever you're doing be able to deal with and cope with the anxiety and the pressure and the imposter syndrome that we all deal with sometimes these are relevant conversations um, that we want to have on the know why podcast and we're glad that you're joining us for them Peyton any last words before we sign off Just say um, thank you for having me
0: today. And I'm so excited that y'all are having these conversations and really sharing the word of encouragement to other people and to your listeners.
1: Thank you. Well, it's interesting guests like you who um, come on and make the podcast what it is. Thanks for listening and catch us next time.